What if I told you that you had the power to change your life today just by choosing what you will eat next? Welcome to the podcast, Eat Your Best Life, where together through interviews and conversations, we dig deep into the power of plant-based nutrition and other lifestyle changes in enhancing your life both physically and spiritually. If you are ready to level up concerning your health, then this is the show for you. I am your host, Cersei Blue. Let's do this. Hi, welcome to Eat Your Best Life, the podcast. I'm Cersei Blue, the faithful vegan, your host. Welcome to episode number four. I am absolutely excited about this episode. We will be talking today with Dani Taylor, and she is a weight loss success strategist, um, and she works with women to develop a personalized weight loss plans so that they could achieve the life and the body of their dreams. And what I love about her approach is that it's not gimmicky, right? It doesn't give you some crazy laundry list of things you've got to do to lose weight and then you gain it back in three months. It's very down to earth. It's very common sense. And it's very intuitive. And so we talk about how to get started with weight loss, how to keep it off long term. And she also talks about some of the dangers and the pitfalls that are out there concerning weight loss and how to avoid them. And so this is an episode you don't want to miss. If you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to maintain the weight that you've already lost, this is the episode for you. So without further ado, let's dive in with Dani Taylor. Hey, Danny. It's great to have you on the show, and I'm so excited to have you. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for having me. Okay, great. Um, So let's just jump right in. Now, I'm really excited to have you on this show because a lot of times when we talk about weight loss and we talk about achieving our weight goals, you know, there's always a plan of exercise, eat right, you know, whatever. But a lot of times people don't talk about the mindset piece. And this is why I'm so excited about all the work that you do behind the scenes and getting up to women meeting their goals. But first of all, could you just tell us a little bit about your brand and what you do so the audience can kind of get Absolutely. an understanding? So I am a transformational health coach by, that's just what I decided to call myself, <laughs> but I am a certified personal trainer and nutritionist. So what I do is I support right. women in business by helping them in their frustrations with low energy and lack of weight loss by using the mindful body blueprint to create personalized plans so they can have the healthy body and lifestyle that they love without restrictions. Oh, wow. I love that. The personal body blueprint. I love that. Tell us a little bit more about the that. Mindful Body Blueprint is what I created to help women to tie in both ends. As you already mentioned, people dive into the exercise or they dive into the healthy eating and they don't check in with themselves to see what their body needs or what their body is right. telling them is good or bad for them. They're like, what should I be eating? Regardless if they're currently eating something and their body is like, stop it right now. <laughs> so they're looking for all things mm-hmm. external of them. So I created the Mindful Body Blueprint to help them look back into themselves and see what their body is actually supporting them and telling them what they need. Oh, wonderful. So it's kind of like an intuitive approach. 
to weight loss is being able to really be in tune with yourself and your body. Awesome. So how did you come about this? Like, how did you become a weight loss success strategist? How did you get here? Tell us your story. A few years ago, I'm going to try not to go back too far because this is really like a long time coming. (laughs) But a few years ago, I was about 213 pounds and I'm only five twos to give you guys an idea of um, how that might have looked. But I was only... um, I was 213 pounds. I was overweight. I was playing with my daughter in the park. And it was just one of those days where I shouldn't have been as winded. I shouldn't have been sweating. I shouldn't have been as tired as I was, but I was. And that was really one of those moments, just like watching her play and wanting me to play with her. And I just really couldn't get my bearings together. That was one of those moments where I just really needed to sit back and really figure out what is really going on with myself and my health, because that was something that wasn't acceptable for me. I was in my early mid twenties and my daughter was just a toddler. And I'm thinking like, you know, she has her whole life ahead of her. I need to do something now. So at that point, I decided to just start doing something. Now, before then I was a personal trainer and I took a break from being a personal trainer and gained it and gained all the weight in the first place. But I went back to what I knew in personal Mm. training, which led me to learning more about nutrition, which led me to where I am now. I've lost 75 pounds. I've been able to keep that off for some years now. And I wanted to come back into this space to help women create this type of lifestyle for themselves too. Oh, wow. Wonderful. That's an awesome story. So you yourself have, have done this and kind of seen how the results have, have been. Wonderful. So I know a lot of people, they're probably listening and they're like, okay, let's get to the nuts and bolts of this. I know a lot of women, we're all trying to lose weight, um, you know, or even just maintain a healthy weight, just even to be healthy and to, you know, fit into that swimsuit. We have vanity reasons, health reasons. Um, And sometimes it seems impossible at times, especially I know I've been there where I've gone on this diet and that diet. And so now when you're trying to come to this report reproach, what, what makes it different? Like how, what, what are you telling women that, listen, you can make this sustainable with your blueprint? Walk us through just a little bit of some of the nuggets of what you would tell some of these women who are coming from yo-yo dieting or, you know, just kind of feeling defeated when you talk about weight loss again, because like, oh, I've done this so many times. Here we go. What are some of the things that you help women do to break okay, through absolutely. that barrier? So I'm, this may be a little bit of a run on. You can stop me at any time because you hit on a few different things that I want to uh, mm. go back and touch on. Right. So with the mindset, mm-hmm. that is the absolute first thing that I, I tell women to address more times than not. When you dive into it, going in on your own, you dive into either the eating, you dive into the exercise, you dive into something, again, external of you. And what we really need to understand is how we think and what we believe drives our actions. So we need to dive back in, go back into what are we thinking? What do we believe that is causing us to act the current way that we act, right? And that might look like... um, I'll just throw out worthiness for an example. Maybe you don't believe that you're worthy of living a healthier lifestyle. So you go to fast food restaurants and you eat McDonald's until you can't take it anymore. (laughs) Or you you eat until you have the itis, what we call it, when you're really full and you're just about to go to sleep, when your body doesn't need that much food, it doesn't need that much nutrients. Um, So... I I tell people to go back to the mindset. What are we believing? Let's get some new beliefs that are in alignment with where you want to be. And then let's work from there. So that's something that I tell people about the mindset because I was there too. I was absolutely a yo-yo dieter. I tell people all the time, it was my 15th time (laughs) before I actually got it right. But 
the thing mm-hmm. is that I got right. it right. So um, definitely, ladies, I recommend the very first thing that you do is address the way that you think and address what you believe. It doesn't matter if you want to absolutely push through and do the exercise. If you thoroughly believe that you don't have time for it, <laughs> everything will show up in your life to prove to you that you do not have time for exercise. Right. So that's what I always recommend. Start there. Second, well, this could actually be last because this encompasses all of it. Personalize everything. A lot of us go out and just kind of grab an exercise plan or grab a diet. And we're like, this looks good. So I'm going to try it. And the reason why it doesn't work is because um, the diet is maybe restrictive. It's foods that you don't absolutely love. Mm -hmm. So you're feeling like you're being deprived or you're being punished when really you just want to eat healthier and have a healthier lifestyle. So I always say personalize everything. It doesn't have to be my diet. It doesn't have to be a diet per se, as long as you are paying attention that you're eating healthier foods, you're paying attention, just consuming healthier things in general. It doesn't stop at food with me. I talk about all consumption. (laughs) So consuming healthier things. And that is the way for you to have that long-term success. Be sure that you're addressing the real issue. So getting to those beliefs and personalize everything. Don't go out and let anybody give you a cookie cutter plan or don't go out looking for a cookie cutter plan because something in your life is going to show to you that that doesn't work for you and you'll end up falling off and doing the yo-yo thing as we've all done. Wow. That's that's really good because here on this podcast, Eat Your Best Life, we try to you know encourage women to eat their best life. And what you're saying is think outside of the plate because a lot of times we're so obsessed with it's just about the food. It's just about the exercise. But you said something that I want to kind of touch on and I don't know if you can go deeper with it. And I know that I've experienced this a lot of the time and I never really associated it with now that you said it with the mindset is like, going to the McDonald's or the stuffing yourself. And I know that for me, like if I was going through something that was really emotional or something traumatic, which I had gone something that was really traumatic. And I think that was a time where I gained probably Mm -hmm. the most of my weight because a lot, I was eating the, you're, you're using food as like an emotional cushion and you don't even necessarily realize that food is like what you're using. And then until you start to peel back the layers and you're doing this, as you say, you know, work or eating to kind of unravel that you realize that wait a minute this is deeper than just me losing weight this is dealing with how I deal with trauma how I deal with my emotions could you talk a little bit about that do you experience women that are that are coming with these kind of issues and how it's kind of how do you help them peel that back Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Skills. So when uh, I, I work with a lot of women who have been on this journey for a while, so the, the yo-yo dieters and the people who have been back at it. So of course I have those women who right. come to me and they have, there are all kinds of issues that could bring about overeating in a way that, uh, that supports your emotions, right? So uh, a lot of times women have gone through maybe sexual abuse or some type of trauma like that when they were younger mm-hmm. and they eat to cover right. that up. And it has become now their their physical protection, you know, instead of just instead of just right. now I'm, I'm eating because I feel a way. It's now your body is holding on to this because you haven't quite figured out how to manage what's underneath it. And this could also be a reason why women um, lose weight and then regain the weight because they haven't quite figured out how to manage the, the underdog. Right. So I, a, a lot of women come to me and by no means am I a therapist. <laughs> so I, I do what I can do. And of course, right. I refer out if I need to. <laughs> right. 
but right, um, right. definitely just making sure that they have coping skills for stress that actually address stress and not just mask it or just kind of push it off to the side, which is what we're essentially doing when we eat in place of addressing our emotional issues and things like that. Okay, wonderful. So somebody might be listening and they're like, okay, well, how do I get started? Um, what are some of the tips that you would just say and someone who, you know, they, they want to get over the negative mindset or some of the mindsets that might be holding them back. Um, they want to achieve these, these weight goals to make themselves healthy. What would you say are some few things they could do just mm-hmm. to get started? So to get started, I would say start with something similar to a visualization practice or a meditation. Go to the end goal in your mind and write down as much as you could possibly think of that day, how you feel, what your life is like. Get really clear about what the end goal is, okay? This is a very important step for a lot of people because if, you, if you're if you only thinking in terms of, I want to lose 10, 20, 50 pounds, if you're only thinking in terms of, I want to lose weight, once you lose that weight, it's very easy to get off track with what's next. It's very easy to go back to where you were, right? So get very clear about what that end goal is. Do you want to increase your energy? Do you want to have more confidence? Do you want to be in a smaller size? What does that look like for you? Okay, so get very clear about what that is for you. And then think about the type of woman who maintains that lifestyle. So this is now getting into the type of woman that you need to embody, the type of person that you need to become for you to be able to hit and maintain those goals. So I'll just do one quick example. If I am someone who is saying I want to ex- I want to have a nice body. So I want to be nice tight tone, I want to look well, I want to be fit. So I need to exercise and maybe my end goal is that I'm exercising 3 times a week. This is just an example, but I'm exercising 3 times a week. Right. And that's my end goal. Well, maybe right now I'm doing nothing. So who is the type of woman that I need to become for me to be able to get to the point where I'm exercising three times a week? I need to value exercise. I need to value my body enough to get up and do something about it. Right. So go to the end goal and then go back and see the type of woman that you need to become. And from there, take every action that you need to take to be that woman. And every single time you take an action forward, appreciate yourself for doing it. Awesome. So just to dive a little bit deeper there. So once you you get to the goal, what are some ways? Is it kind of keeping that vision? How do they maintain this long term? Because once you achieve this goal, you've kind of outlined it. um, You see where you want to be. You get there. How do you stay there? I mean, because I think this is probably one of the hardest things for women. Sometimes we do a lot Mm -hmm. of fad diets or we get there. You know, we just can't stay there. And so how do we make this a lifestyle that stays with us? So to make it a lifestyle, this goes back to where I start with people is getting really clear about the mindset and the beliefs that you need to have to help you hit that end goal. So once you embody becoming that woman and being her, having her, meaning her, meaning the person you are after you get the results, right? So after you have decided this is the type of woman that I want to become, you started working on your beliefs to become that woman. Now you're taking action. So you're reinforcing those beliefs. This is what makes it a lot easier for you to maintain rather than go back and forth. Um, And when a lot of people start out with just the dieting or the nutrition, it's very easy, like you mentioned, to fall off the wagon or, or get off track. It's a whole lot harder for you to get off track when something that you're doing doesn't align with your beliefs, right? So if 
if I believe mm. that I am a woman of faith, everything that I do shows that I have faith. And when I'm not having faith, there's something all up in me. Like, what are you doing? This is not in alignment with who we are. So right. once you get to that point where it is mm-hmm. in alignment with exactly who you are, it is very hard for you to get off track. Oh, wow. That, that, I mean, you need to repeat that one again. Wow. So you're saying you're tying your weight loss goals and all of the things that you're trying to achieve to an intrinsic belief. That's like rock solid. I mean, that's, that's amazing. So, and I, and I, and I'm now that I'm looking back at it, it makes so much sense because if you really, tie this to an intrinsic belief about your health, your wellness, what you believe about yourself, your love for yourself. You're not just focusing on food and and workout routines. You're like, this is who I am. This is who I want to be. This is a part of my um, being. Wow. That's amazing. So another thing is, and since we're just talking a little bit about this is kind of pivoting a little bit, but let's talk about skinny versus being healthy. I know everyone comes to you. You allow them obviously to define the goals that they have for themselves, but do you find that most people want to be skinny over health or how do you help women incorporate health and wellness in their body goals? Because, or is that something that you do? So I absolutely address it because when people come in with the mindset, now let's be clear. When I started, I wanted to be skinny too. (laughs) Because I, I knew, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it there, right? <laughs> I knew that yeah. in my mind, being skinny would mean that I wouldn't have as much weight. So I would be able to breathe better. I would be able. So I started there for sure. I wanted to be skinny because I knew that would help me get to where I wanted to be in that moment. But I understood in that transition that if I did not decide that health was more important than being skinny, things were not going to be long term the way that I wanted them to be. Because after after skinny, right? Where do you go from there? Like, okay, I want to be skinny, but how do you tie that to a belief for yourself? How do you tie that to your new identity? How do you make this something that you stick to? Most of the time when it's something like, I want to be skinny or I want to be smaller, it's like, I want to look good for the summer or I want to look good in this dress. And then after the summer is over or after the event where you wear that dress, what's next? So if you want this to be a long-term part of your lifestyle, if you want this to be something that you can benefit from for years to come, even your children can benefit from because you can be more present, right? So if you are tying this to your lifestyle, you're much likely to hold on to it more. And when people come to me talking about skinny, okay, cool. So let me hear your end goal because we actually may not be a good fit. (laughs) And I'm very cool. I'm very clear okay. that I am here to help women in the space of health. Now, if you want to do like I did, I'm perfectly here and supportive of it. Just doing what you can do to rebuild your faith and your confidence that you can do it. And and maybe that might look like right. you're doing an exercise plan that doesn't look like your lifestyle and you'll need to transition. That's perfectly okay. But we just need to get a very clear about what the end goal is. And if your end goal is skinny, you know, with love and with peace, I seen you on because I'm not the best one. <laughs> but if in terms yeah. of health, we can come back around yeah. and have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what's cool about it is, like you said, a lot of us, we start with skinny. But once you say, once we start peeling back the layers and doing the work and seeing your your goals mm-hmm. elevate itself, because you realize, okay, skinny is just a starting place. But there's so much more beyond just being skinny. So another thing that I wanted to talk about, and I, I think a lot of people struggle with this. And I think for me, it wasn't until I adopted a really healthy diet that I was even able to know 
the true sense of hunger, um, being able to eat, you know, being able to be intuitive with your body and kind of know the difference between cravings and hunger and real, right. you know what I mean? Like real um, mm-hmm. use of food because for so long when you, when you self-medicate with food or when you're eating because you're stressed and all this stuff, you don't even really know your true hunger. It's almost like the, that voice is like missing. And so how do you, have you ever, how do you work through that with women in terms of, really getting to know when they're truly hungry, really understanding how to deal with cravings and emotional eating and stress eating. And, there and are that. a few different ways, but one I can say for sure that works like clockwork for anybody. If you are um, <laughs> someone first, one of the things that I do is just tell them the difference between physical hunger and uh, emotional eating or things like that. So just quick example, physical hunger, you feel it physically in your body. It's not mental. You you physically feel right. like I need to eat something. Uh, one of the mm-hmm. things that I say is like my stomach is eating at my right. back. <laughs> like I'm physically hungry, right? And it's gradual onset. So you could be like one second, oh, I'm hungry. 30 minutes may go by. Okay, I'm a little bit more hungry. Um, 30 minutes from there, hopefully you're not waiting an hour before you eat. But if time were to go by, it would gradually get worse. Like I'm starving. Uh, And when it is emotional or stress-based kind of eating, then it's like instant onset. I want something right this very second. And more times than not, it's something very in particular. It depends on the person. Uh, It could be sweets, could be salt, could be savory, could be something fat. Um, Whatever it is that your personal go-to is, you want that thing and that thing specifically. You're not open to broccoli. (laughs) You're not open to spinach. You want cake. And cake is the only thing that's going to support you. Or ice cream is going to the only thing that's going to help. So knowing the difference in and how it shows up for you in your body. I also encourage women to take a five minute pause. So if you are going to do a, um, if it's, if you're not sure and you, it may be physical, it may be emotional. You're not quite sure. Take five minutes and walk away, take five minutes, walk away from the food. If you're sitting at your desk, close the drawer, put it away, get it out of your sight. And if, Five, 10 minutes later, of course, you actively want to go do something different because you don't just want to sit there like looking at your clock, waiting for the five minutes to be up so you can go eat the cake. You, you want to find something else to occupy your time. And in doing that and taking that five minutes, you either allow yourself to see that it wasn't physical hunger to begin with or that it is physical hunger. It's getting gradually a little bit worse. And now it's time for you to acknowledge I'm hungry. I can go eat. And if it doesn't, if you're not physically hungry, you now know that that was an emotional situation and you need to address that in a different way other than food. Wow. Do you give them any tips on how to how to deal with it emotionally? Once they realize, okay, hey, it's an emotional issue. I'm not hungry. Yes, what do absolutely. You do with so it depends on the person, though, um, because, of course, I'm about personalizing everything. But just a quick example, if you're somebody right. who likes to listen to music or go for walks in nature, just sit in nature, whatever your personal thing is, if it is an emotional or stressful situation, right. I would say go to your personal happy place. So for some of my clients, that's just putting on some music that gets them in a different mood or stepping outside into nature that puts them in a different place. Really just depends on your personal thing that that helps you to lift 
shift your moods and things like that. But whatever that personal thing is, do something that gets you into a better space, gets you into a better mood. And then if it's something that you need to go back and address for it to be better, for instance, if it's a work situation that got you a little bit uh, in a tizzy, I'll say. (laughs) So you step away for a second get some clarity in your mind, and then you can come back with fresh eyes and deal with the actual problem rather than being stuck in the emotion of it and trying to address it then. Oh, yes, that makes total sense. Okay, so with, and you know, even though we're talking a lot outside of the plate, Mm -hmm. let's get inside of the plate. Let's talk about food a little bit. What are some of the tips that you you teach around food, the actual food in in terms of reaching your, um, your weight loss goals? Because I know food is a struggle for for so much of us. I think a lot of times when we're trying to get healthy, um, foods can be triggers. You know, you're talking about your sugar, your salt, your oil, these really addictive, you know, flavors. They can be triggers. And sometimes it's so hard to really eat the right thing when you're kind of caught in that trap. So what are some of the tips that you give them around food? One of the most important tips that I give about food is follow 80-20. Now, for me in particular, I have a plant-based diet, could be classified as vegan, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, So I personally think that having a plant-based diet is something that supports a lot of us. However, everybody doesn't want to have a plant-based diet, right? So what I say is follow the 80-20 rule and 80% of the time you're eating the healthiest things that you can possibly have and you're having a good variety of it in a way that really supports your lifestyle. And then that other 20%, you can indulge in some of the things that you want to have, right? So that allows you to have that balance. It allows you to not feel restricted, but it also allows you to know that you can take some steps outside of this strict, healthy kind of diet and still be able to maintain your lifestyle, still be able to maintain your weight, still be able to maintain your health, right? So that is one of the most important things I can say that when it comes down to food. Of course, another thing is be very honest with yourself. Some people are like, you know, you can lose weight and eat cake. Maybe if you're someone who who binges on cake, that's not the best idea. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So be very honest with yourself and know, like for me in particular, when I was first starting on my weight loss journey, I had to give up Oreos. It was not an option (laughs) because that was one Mm -hmm. of my things Mm -hmm. that I would binge. I would sit down and watch How to Get Away with Murder (laughs) and I would just binge eat Oreos Mm -hmm. or Oreo ice cream. I understood that I had to take that away from myself completely, regain control of how I'm eating. And then I can go back and have Oreos when I want to have Oreos. Wow. So it's really knowing and just being honest what the trigger foods are. Because I know for me, I can't (laughs) just eat one chip. And so there was a period of time where I just had to just leave chips alone altogether. Because like you said you know yourself and you know what foods lead you down that tunnel where of, of no return. And the next thing you know, five days later, mm-hmm. you're, you're way off course. And another interesting thing that I, I, I like that you said that, it's, that really rings true that I think will be so helpful for the listeners is focus on what you're doing mm-hmm. the majority of the time. And this allows us not to get so beat up because you, you, it's not a perfect life. You're, you're going to eat, you know, like you say, cake, but if you fo- if majority of the time, like you said, the 80% of the time that you're eating is the most health healthiest things you can be eating, right. that's a win. So I'm, I'm that's, right. that's and awesome. And if you don't mind, I, 
So we I just want to toss one thing ahead. in here. So a lot of people, mm-hmm. they, yeah. uh, we know that we can't spot reduce fat, right? So you, you can't spot reduce fat in the same way that you can't spot reduce or spot increase anything. You can't spot reduce or spot increase confidence and you can't spot reduce or spot increase mm-hmm. discipline. So when you take that, that thing, whatever it is for me, it was Oreos for you, it's chips, right? When we take that thing that's kind of our kryptonite away and we build confidence in other areas, we're consistently doing our exercises, we're consistently eating healthy. Now we're rebuilding our confidence and discipline that now we can just have a serving size of chips or Oreos rather than overdoing it. And that translates in so many different ways. People don't understand that when you do the work and you observe that the work has been done and you appreciate that, that builds confidence in you that can allow you to go back and have some of those foods, or maybe you'll decide that you don't want those things anymore because they don't align with who you want to be, but you have that choice. It's that option. Uh, mm, wow. That's powerful. So in a sense, you're building mm-hmm. the muscle in the other area. So then now you have the strength once you come back in terms of those foods mm-hmm. that are, are, are triggers for you. Wow. Very good. Very good. So we know the market is so saturated with a lot of, and I, I'm going to put in quotations, bad weight loss advice that's out there. I mean, everywhere you turn on the TV, it's about weight loss. You, you're driving down the road, the build. We're consumed with mm-hmm. weight loss advice, right? What are some of the most common, um, I guess, bad weight loss advice that women fall trapped to and they should kind of avoid? Because we're so bombarded with so many messages um, and people are being led down so many different rabbit holes that are getting them not really where they want to be. So what would you, what would you uh, so speak to that? Things, um, that I recently come across that is just, oh, I have such a passion about just healthy living. <laughs> when I see <laughs> things that are just terrible mm-hmm. advice, I want to scream, but <laughs> Um, so one of right. the things is any diet, anything that tells you to do any diet, unless it aligns with the lifestyle that you want to live, I would say just throw it out the window. So any anything that says right. only eat this or don't eat that, th- throw that thing out of the window, especially when they're talking about carbs. <laughs> Throw that out the window. If they're telling you that, oh, you can't have fruit because there's sugar in it, just like throw these crazy things out of the window and let's get back to things that actually make sense for our lifestyles. You don't want to live a lifestyle of dieting, which is why every diet we have ever been on, (laughs) we've quit. Right. Yeah, failed. We, yeah. We just stop mm-hmm. because we don't we simply don't want to do it. So instead of you diminishing your confidence and diminishing your discipline even more by attempting to try those things because they worked for other people, let's get back to what works for you, what makes sense for you, what do you think is gonna fit in your lifestyle, right? So that's number one. Just like ditch all the diets. And keto is one of the most the mm. most popular at this time. Just ditch all of that and let's make some right. sense of things again. And second, wow, I know. Go second, ahead. I would say um, stop, stop all the exercise like challenges and and things that are <laughs> significantly um, mm. geared toward you starting but not finishing. 
<laughs> so things like mm. a 30 day challenge where you haven't worked out in the past three years, but they want you to get in and do 120 uh, squats a day or 120 crunches or, you know, <laughs> just like the craziest thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I would say ditch all of those mm-hmm. things. And before you dive into anything specifically mm-hmm. about exercise, start with consistency. Start with going to the gym consistently or start with working out consistently. Let's build up consistency and then we can get into the other things. Let's make this a part of your lifestyle first and then we can get into toning and maintenance and all those kinds of things. Because if you're not consistent, it doesn't matter. And if you dive into one of these challenges, one of the one of the most common things that happens is you overwork yourself the very first day and now you're sitting down for the rest of the week. So you're not consistent. You're not doing anything. So um, those are the two things that have jumped out at me lately, but there's just so much. And the most important piece of advice I can give is just personalize everything to what makes sense. Mm, Right. And that's what I I love about your platform is common (laughs) sense approach to weight loss. You know what I mean? Like you don't come off like somebody who's trying to sell a fad. It just seems so common sense. And I think like for me, I think the, the, the point where I really took a hold of my health was when I just made a, a line in the sand and I said, whatever I'm going to do from here on out has to be something I can do for the rest of my life. I couldn't get back on the 30 day this or the 90 day that I had, it had to be something that could be maintained forever because I think that's our real goal. I think these challenges are cool and everything, but again, can you do 200 squats every day for the rest of your life? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if you can, maybe you can long-term, but can you start Mm -hmm. there and really finish, you know? And so, yeah, so that's, that's really cool. So tell us Dana, what, what are you doing these days and how can, if somebody is interested in saying, yeah, this sounds exactly what I need to get started. I need that type of person that can help me through this journey. How can they get in contact with you and what's the best way So the best way to get in contact with me on Facebook or Instagram, you can go to my handle, which is I am Danny T. I am D-A-N-I-T. And you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. You can shoot me a message if there's anything that you want to know personally about your journey. But also you can go to my website, DannyDTaylor.com, D-A-N-I-D-Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R.com and sign up for the consistency guide. So what I was speaking about earlier about the mindset shifts that I tell ladies and how to get into their space of understanding what their goals are and how to embody that, that whole guide is actually free on my website. So if you go there, you can get that and work through your own personal process and then go from there about deciding what changes you're going to make and how to be consistent with those. Um, So that's a place to get started. But also, if you want to be in a more intimate space with me, I've just opened the Vibrant Society, which is my membership. We have a private community on Facebook, and that allows for us to have just a really good container of courage and support. There are monthly lessons that teach you exactly what you need to know about creating a personalized lifestyle that you love. And also, you get the Q&As. Again, I'm so here for personalization, customizing everything. So you Q and A's just to make sure that everything that we're talking about is something that'll work for you long term. 
Wonderful. That's really, really awesome. Thank you so much, Danny, for all of your wonderful advice. And now that people know where they can contact you, it was a pleasure, pleasure, pleasure having you on this thank episode. You. And thank you so much again. You as well. All right. Have a great weekend. Happy Easter. <laughs> all right, then. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Eat Your Best Life, the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. Until next time, thank you for listening.